Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. This week's episode is our January live episode that just happened a few days ago. Julie and I talk about travel resolutions that you should think about for 2024, new ways to travel, new thoughts about travel. And then we talk about different vacations for families at different stages in their lives. It's a really interesting discussion that Julie takes us through. All right, let's join the live from this past Sunday. Happy 2024, because Happy believe it or not, I mean, you got, we have not seen each other in forever. I know. And we haven't like recorded episodes I know. recently. I I'm really excited. So speaking of episodes, this episode is going to come out on Wednesday. So there's going to be a quick mm -hmm. turnaround. And Julie, did you know this will be episode 195, which means we are only four episodes away from number 200 when it comes to all things travel. Wouldn't that be five episodes? Well, after nine, so you have 96, 97, 98, 99, <laughs> and then 200. The 200 okay. is the fifth one. I think we interpret our math a little bit differently. Okay, whatever. Well, you're from the East Coast, so you, you look at math differently. So we've got a Facebook user that says, hello, friends. Hey, we're so glad you're watching us live for this episode recording. See the ticker down here. Make sure when you click on the screen that you give StreamYard permission to link to your account. So that way we can see who it is. See, so, so it Wendy says, is agreeing with me. Okay. All right. I was thinking on Julie's level and I am in the South. Well, okay. So, so mid Midwest math. It's five. Mid okay. It's five. Man. Oh my gosh. Wendy <laughs> is ganging up on me. So in, Thanks, so in Georgia and in Maryland, they do math completely differently. So false. Oh. We do math the right way. I'm not, I'm just going to stop while I'm ahead there. I'm just going right. to stop while I'm ahead, right? I'm just so excited for the 200th episode. That's we are super excited for the 200th episode. Absolutely. Oh, there's Michelle in there too. Oh my gosh. There's so, there's many comments coming in. I love this. So, hey, Michelle, how you doing? Michelle is one of our good friends, fellow travel advisor. And one fun thing about Michelle is she just started planning a really cool cruise to Rome. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. we'll be so excited exciting. to hear about that. Michelle's been on the podcast several times, so maybe she'll hop on after that trip and tell us all about it. Oh, I can't wait. That would be an awesome episode. But is that cruise in 20? Did you say 2025? Well, yeah. I mean, I want to plan out that far ahead. I've got, I've got episodes planned through 2027. I don't know about you, Julie. So she says it's not until 2025. Okay. So right. we can also talk about planning for that cruise and the itinerary yes. options. We can and do all sorts of that. Sounds good. A whole series based around Michelle's trip. <laughs> Julie, we are talking tonight, resetting our travel habits in 2024. Tis the season, right? I'm going to lose 175 pounds. I'm going to make, you know, 30,000 more dollars a year in my job. I'm going to find that love of my life. I'm going to do all those things that people say they're going to do for New Year's resolutions. And I think travel fits in there too, right? It does. And I think this is a really fun way to think about travel in a new year. I think this is really cool. This isn't something that's always been on my radar, but I really love how we talked about this and, and what we came up with. We've got a couple travel resolutions that we want to talk about tonight. And this first one, Julie, is a biggie. Use yes, all your vacation one. days. 48% of Americans do not use all of their allotted vacation days. What? So when you were in the workforce as yes. physical therapist, 
Did you mm-hmm. make sure to use all your vacation days? I did. However, I did not have a lot of vacation days. You know how healthcare field yep. is. Yep. Don't get a lot of time off. So I had about eight days off a year. Okay. Plus some of the holidays. So I definitely used all of my vacation days and used them sometimes in a little bit more of a savvy fashion mm-hmm. with my three-day weekends. Kind of, of kind of stacking on top mm-hmm. of days that were already included there. I, I will say this is interesting to talk about now. And I would love to see like some other thoughts on the poll because. So, for example, in 2023 and 2024, so many people work remote. Yes. So maybe you can travel a little yeah. more freely without using a vacation day per Absolutely. se or a school day. Or if um, you're somebody you like also... me who doesn't have traditional vacation days, but I can yeah. work from anywhere and change kind of the how and where I work, maybe mm-hmm. I it, introduce that in some way and still get that vacation travel time while still working. Exactly. And I know my husband, so he works in computer mm-hmm. field. They have unlimited PTO. And I know a lot of workplaces are transitioning to that type of model and finding that it really boosts morale because what happens is you actually take less time yep. off. Or um, you get more done but, while you're while you're there exactly. because you know you're, you wanna, you're more yeah. productive during your work hours. So it's just an interesting way to kind of think about your vacation days. But our point is to take that time. That, that time it. is there for you yes. to reset, to have a break. What better way to use that? resetting time and break time than to take a vacation and experience something new and and spend some time with your family or by yourself or by yourself, you know, either way. And as a way to help you with that, the second resolution is start some sort of vacation savings account. So put money Mm -hmm. away for that upcoming trip. Do you do this, Julie? I do. Mm -hmm. I do. It's it's built into my monthly budget to put Mm -hmm. a certain amount of money aside every month. And if I have a trip booked, I actually just put it straight towards the payment. And that's one of the reasons why we tell people it's an advantage to book early, because then you can do this. You're not waiting till that final payment of $4,000. You're putting down $100 a month over the time. It makes it a lot easier. But using a savings account in some version really helps to, to grow that money, compound that money, and plan it out. And it also earmarks it so you're not accidentally using it for something else. <laughs> and that's my big happen. thing is that's my big thing is it's more of a setting it aside to make sure I'm not using it for something else to make sure it's going towards the trip that it's supposed to go to. Yeah, absolutely. Number three, then, is go to a new place. And I say even local here because not everybody wants to travel far. But I know growing up, this is what my family did. For spring break, we went to the same place every year. We went to the same hotel at Daytona Beach with the same people, believe it or not, with the same group of teachers from my hometown in Indiana. So the people that my parents worked with, they went on spring break with, which was which was fun because you had built-in people that you knew and sure. parties and friends to play with. But it was the same thing every year. And that's right. great because you, you start to develop some traditions, but is that really what travel's about? That's more of a no. vacation, but that's not really travel, I guess. I Yeah. 
Maybe if you're able to do two trips a year, that's a great option. Or if you do that every other year. But I think it's definitely important to broaden your horizon or at least have it in your plan to broaden your travel horizons. And, And like I said, even local. So maybe it's choosing a day trip or a long weekend trip, that place that's supposed to be close. We're going to do it this year because we've always said we want to do it. I know when my family lived in Vermont for several years while I had a job out there, Montreal was was close. Maine was close. Well, what happened? We moved before we did any of that. It was kind of like, well, it's great that it's close, but if you don't go, you don't go. I would say we're pretty fortunate in Maryland. We can get to so many states pretty quickly. New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Delaware, obviously, pretty easily. And there's a lot to do in a lot of those states. So yeah. I we don't always get to do something new, but we do have a lot of options. Absolutely. Us, which is really great. So number four is kind of more of a esoteric one, I guess, if you will, when you Uh-oh. think about travel. Do one thing that is uncomfortable. What's an example of that, Ryan? I'll have a couple of examples of these coming up. Maybe it's okay. instead of flying somewhere, maybe take a road trip. And oh, I drive like, I like that idea. If, if you're if you're not used to that. Or maybe it's what we were just talking about. You're used to going one place and you decide to go someplace else. Maybe you're not a city tourist person, so you decide to go to a city and try that out. I think so like you know, like trying different foods. Try can, different foods, and, learn and, and grow kind of through travel. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's you're used to just going and sitting on the beach. So maybe the next time you go back to that community, maybe you take a tour, a walking history tour or mm-hmm. something just mm-hmm. to learn something about it. I know we had when Wendy was on here talking about going to, to Nassau, she said, mm-hmm. I really want to take the time to learn about Nassau. So they went on that walking rum tour. Um, that doesn't yeah. sound too uncomfortable, but you get what I mean. Kind of putting yourself yeah. out there maybe a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Now, this next one, I know you and I have different experiences and different thoughts about this. Travel solo. Oh, yeah. Maybe. What do you think about this? Do you not do you not see yourself doing this? I think there's two ways to look at it. I guess you could take it either way, depending on your personality type or what you want to do. Is it travel solo as in like that whole trip is just you? Or are you saying like travel solo, like I'm traveling by myself to go meet up with you and Michelle. It it could be either of those. I think it's, again, it kind of is that comfort level. So, for instance, after our agent training in a few weeks, I'm going to take some time by myself and I've got an Airbnb, I've got a car, and I'm going to spend some time and go to a place that I really like, but intentionally be by myself so that I can spend time. That doesn't bother me. I like that I can go at my own pace. For yeah. other people, that would be absolutely terrible. Right. Also a place you've been to, right? Correct. Yes. Or the other example is there's a group of us going to Amsterdam for work this spring. Yeah. We're all traveling separately and meeting each other there. And this is actually and like, you not know, with your families. So you're traveling with a different group. Correct. So I have traveled to Europe multiple times, but I've never done it by myself. I guess that would kind of go along with this. The next one is try a new form of travel. So again, maybe it's a road trip, maybe it's a train, maybe it's, you know, something like that that you're not used to. A cruise, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, taking the time to try different types of travel could be a resolution for 2024. And I think that's like an easy one to do Mm -hmm. kind of as you're, as you've experienced different 
vacations in the past couple of years, it's easy to say, okay, yes. let's try this one now. So this spring, a group of us are going on a river cruise and, you know, that's going to be new for me. I love yeah. the idea of river cruising. I've certainly sold river cruising, but personally, I've never been on one. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be an amazing I think you're really going to like it, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be like your thing. It's my style, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it is your style. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, hey, the, the, the last one is take that trip. I still yeah. think, even in heading into 2024, I still think there's kind of a travel hangover with 2020 and COVID. And people are still kind of catching up. Yeah. For what does travel mean in their lives right now? And what we're finding, Julie, is that more and more people are wanting that trip, taking family. We've always said we mm -hmm. wanted to do this. We're going to do it, gosh darn it. And even if it, yeah. 2024 is not the year that you take it, plan it. You're planning it. Book it. I have had have it on the book. This is something that is really, really prevalent right now, like this thought of taking a trip yes. that you've always looked forward to. When we're recording this, obviously, and, you know, we're live. So it's January the 7th. It's the first week in January. And nearly every client I've talked to so far this week, that's the kind of trip that we are planning yeah. is yeah. the big trip. And most of them are not planning for travel in 2024. They're planning for 2025, 2026. I had someone ask me about 2028 earlier this week. Obviously, we can't book 2028. Right. We're not we booking start. 2032 yet. So everybody hold on. We're not on. doing it. Yeah. But. Okay. Their idea was, hey, this is a really big trip and I want to get ahead on saving money, getting an idea of, of what they could look like so that we can all start planning. I have had a couple people book for 2025 and 2026 thinking now I've got this is the big trip. It's on the books. Now we can start paying it off. There's a psychological benefit to that, too, just besides paying it off. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun. So fun. We, we were talking about going to Tokyo, but now we yeah. are going to Tokyo and now we can start we can start watching the documentaries and we can start reading the books and we can start looking at the blogs uh, and, and all that stuff online. Absolutely. I have seen this idea everywhere this past week. And I think it's really exciting. I think it's really exciting when we can help people create that memory yeah. and, and, and start that big, big trip planning. So Julie, we talked about mm -hmm. seven of these here. Which one is kind of a late bulb for you of, yeah, I could see myself doing that. That trip. Take that trip. So, so what does yeah. that mean? What does that mean for you and your family? Have you have you come to any ideas? My travel schedule for 2024 is pretty crazy. Pretty like, ambitious. It is really, <laughs> it is really ambitious. I have to have a really good travel business year. Uh-huh. But there is so much built into this year that we have been looking forward to for many, many years. It's not like we woke up January 1st and said, let's do all this travel in 2024. Right, right. It just so happened that it all was happening in the same year, whether that was because the ages of my kids or the way that our anniversary fell, things like that, that, that we're celebrating various things. So we are really excited with some really cool trips coming up this year. And we'll obviously be talking about them as they come. Awesome. But I'm so, not ready to give away all the details yet. So speaking of taking that trip, you did some work this week where you kind of broke down if people need help yeah. thinking about what that trip is. Mm -hmm. You did some work in kind of segmenting different kind of trips. And so I wanted yeah, to kind of really talk fun. through that and, and get mm -hmm. some ideas for people. Awesome. Okay. So the way I kind of thought about this is my specialty in planning trips is 
planning with families, right? And, mm-hmm. and mostly families with little kids. But then obviously those little kids start to grow up and, and their trips change and their destinations change. Things that they're looking for in their trip changes. So I thought it was just kind of fun to go through and provide a little bit of a template of if this is your family makeup, this is the trip you should look for this year. Okay. I just thought that was a fun thing to do. Yeah. So the first one I thought of was if you have a family and your kids are under the age of eight, okay. you should go to Walt Disney World. And the reason why? I came up with, did you say why? Why? Oh, so the reason I came up with E is because I felt like you're old enough to remember. Yes. You're old enough to to have those memories with you for a while. You're also tall enough and probably also brave enough yeah. to enjoy all of the attraction at Disney. Um, Very good. Yeah. So that you just seems like through. a really magical age. You're you're still very immersed in the magic when you're there, but you're old enough to enjoy like the grown up yeah. ride. And you have a little bit more stamina. Maybe you're a little yeah. bit more of an adventurous eater. And from a planning standpoint, from a parent standpoint, what mm-hmm. is the magic around being eight or nine when you go to Disney? You are not yet considered an adult. You are so not considered an adult because is Disney a little cheaper thinks and your dining is a little cheaper. Absolutely. So because when you are 10, Disney has mm-hmm. decided that you are a legal adult in their eyes and therefore... <laughs> You must pay adult prices. You must pay extra. Yes. So that's a really good point, Ryan. That actually did not cross my mind when I wrote this list. Yeah. I just think that's a really great time to go. So going along with your family's ages is kind of how I broke this Mm -hmm. down. If your kids are younger, and I kind of kept six as the cutoff because I think- And remind us of your kids' ages because you're you're, you're in this group here. Yeah. They are barely five. Like she just turned five last week. My son is almost three- and my youngest is almost one. So, so this yep. is my age group here. Okay. This next one. I said, if you're a family with kids under six. And I chose six because I think that at that age, like they're tall enough for a lot of the attractions at Disney. But like they still need to be in a stroller because they don't quite have the stamina to go around the parks. They're still picky eaters. They're still kind of nervous and scared about a lot of the rides. So I think this is the best time for a Disney cruise. Okay. Cruising, I... I, I I absolutely was obsessed with the Disney cruise that you, we went on. It was you, so you, you are a true convert from last month. Oh, I am a convert. It was so much easier for us than the parks. Uh-huh. It, it's much more compact. The best thing about the Disney cruise is that you know everything is age appropriate for your kids. Yes. That was so huge for me. I had no concerns about the, the crowd on the ship. If, if we would run into any sort of situation where my kids would be uncomfortable or I would be uncomfortable for them. I I know all the movies were appropriate. The music was appropriate. The food was appropriate. So that was really important to me. Whereas on the other side, if you have a family where you have tweens. Yes. Or, you know, young teenage Royal Caribbean cruising is is the way to go for you. You know, let me let me break in with one thing, because what Uh I don't want people to hear when we're talking about younger kids and Disney is Mm -hmm. don't go. Like, don't think that they can't get something out of it or say, I'm going to wait and take my kids until they can remember it. Because one, they're not really going to remember it. And two, you still get to remember it. You as the parent or the grandparent get to have those memories and those pictures. So, all right. Right. I'm not saying that that's not a time to go. But I do have a lot of people that come and ask, you know, is it too young to take them to Disney? I will never say no. Yeah. I think the, the experience... I just went through the cruise was more enjoyable sure. for everyone. Oh, absolutely. 
That being said, we go to Disney frequently, so my kids have had that experience. So tell us why Royal Caribbean with tweens. So Royal Caribbean's kids clubs are very different than Disney kids clubs. Mm -hmm. Disney kids clubs are very themed, very immersive, and that's a huge benefit for that younger age group. In tweens, you don't really need that. They kind of think it's corny. So you don't need to pay that premium for that really special kid program. And there's tons of activities for that age group. I mean, there's just tons of stuff. The iFly, the bumper cars, the sports arenas, the Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas a couple of weeks ago. They had like this massive indoor sports complex. Yeah. And I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. It doesn't work for my family right now, but I can think of a ton of clients that that would be perfect for their kids ages so i've got now now we're headed into my area your section i have an almost 18 year old and almost 15 year old so squarely Mm -hmm. in the teenager years yeah and they still want a vacation with me so i'm gonna take advantage (laughs) of it but they still want (laughs) to spend time with dorky dad where should i take them what kind of vacation should i be thinking about So here's where I suggest an all-inclusive. And Mm -hmm. I like this for this age group because you're in a safe environment of your all-inclusive resort, but there's still a lot going on. So you can give them a little bit of that independence if you're comfortable with it while still being in the same area that they're in. I like that idea a lot. Some teenagers, they tend to have a larger appetite than younger children. And (laughs) you've already paid for all their food. So no worries on that. This is also the age group where they think it's really cool to get the virgin pina coladas or the virgin oh, chamoy daiquiris. Oh, man. And those so are many all virgin included. Miami vices all day long, yeah. all day long. The kids are sucking. And you've day. already paid for it. So you just don't care, you know? Yeah. It, it's, and I, so I think that that works really well for them. It's also it's a great. chance yeah. for you to get them out of the country for the first time. Yes. But in a pretty pretty safe environment. Uh, Yeah. And I would add to this that taking my kids to Europe the first time a couple summers ago felt like the right time for them. You know, they would have been, Mm -hmm. what, about 13 and 16. That felt when you went to Italy, when we went to Italy, they were around Mm -hmm. that. That felt like the right time because they were interested. They weren't bored. They were excited to be there. So I I think and they had like the stamina, like you mentioned, to like keep up with the trip. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last group that you want to talk about, Julie, is our kids are no longer with us. We are empty nesters. We are. Well, is this day. a different type of mindset yeah. when it comes to travel? I, I definitely think it's a very different mindset. You're taking that trip that you've looked forward to yeah. for a very long time. And I think now is the time that you go to Europe. You plan the trip you've always dreamed of, whether you want to go see one country or multiple countries on a cruise. There's so many different ways to do that. I think this is a time a lot of people trace their family history, yeah. maybe, and, and plan a trip around that. I, I think that's the time that you plan your Europe trip. I wish people wouldn't wait so long to do it, but I get it because taking the kids there can be a lot. Yes. And, and it's almost, for most people, probably more enjoyable to just do just the two of you. This is a time where you can plan more trips, maybe, depending on if, you know, what your work and schedule a longer is, trip. longer, a longer trips. Trip. And it's also a time where you can plan some of those trips where you're reconnecting with your partner. Um, that, you and know, you and probably also have the money to spend on the better. Trip. That's really interesting how you broke those down. And I, I hope that helps people to think about, OK, this is where my family is or this is where we're yeah. going to be. We haven't taken that cruise yet. 
based on what Julie's talking about, it, it, it might be time. And I think this is something that I have a lot of clients that ask me about, like, well, should we do this? Like, should we do the all-inclusive now? Or should we do the cruise now? Or should we do Disney now? This is a conversation yeah. I find myself having over and over again. Well, hey, folks, thank you so much for joining us tonight, adding in with some comments, some ideas. We really appreciate that. The first Sunday of February, we're going to be live again, and we'll come up with a yeah. fun topic to talk about that. Perfect. I can't okay. wait. All right. Bye, folks.